the Maasai tribes are nomadic pastoralists. They keep animals like cattle, goats and sheep. And they live in the rural villages. How old are you? I am 25 years old. Oh, you're just a baby. No, but you're not because the work you've achieved is incredible. One of the main reasons you're here today is to talk about Mayu. Yeah, Maasai Youth Outreach Organization. An incredible outreach organization for young people that you founded six years ago. Yeah. In that time, you have helped so many young girls. Perhaps you could tell us about your charity and what it's about. It's a charity uh, registered by the Kenyan government. We do several projects, like our big project is to rescue Maasai girls from early marriages and female gender mutilation. Also, we give local Maasai community clean and safe drinking water. Also, we support the girls with education, and several of them are in high school. So I understand your shelter currently homes 100 girls. 150, yeah. 150 girls, that's incredible. How young are some of these girls? We have uh, uh, from 5 years old to 13. So the one who are 5 orphans, most of them, and from uh, age 10 to 13 are the one we rescued from early marriage and FGM. They can get married as young as 10 years old? Yeah, the, the Maasai community have a belief that uh, these girls should be married when they are young. And they do uh, early, uh, they do FGM as a signal to say these girls are ready to be married off. And that's why they practice that. And also uh, it is annoying because these girls are being married by old men, 60 years, 50. And they go there and be third wife, fourth wife. So it's a big problem in the Maasai community. What I want to know is why do you think this is wrong if your older generations are believe this is right what makes you decide this was not to be not Uh, right i saw this is not right because when they go uh this fgm process many of them they bleed until death and when they are 13 years being married by this old man are during birth because most of the mothers i don't believe are in going to hospital and they get also death through the bad uh, situations. So I said I should uh, start something uh, small uh, to help them at, at least uh, teach their Maasai community that these girls are very important and they should decide what to do in their life instead of the elders making them decisions. That's incredible for you to kind of come to that decision as quite a young man to stand up against your elders and say, look, this isn't right. Our young girls are equal to our young boys yeah. that's phenomenal sure. I'm, I'm very proud that, that you've done that it's amazing at such a young age as well it's very moving for okay. me how is it going down with the elders are you finding that they are readjusting their thinking yeah most of the elders uh, don't think we are doing the right thing because okay. uh, they force these girls to early marriage so that they can have cows money and blankets so they think girls are source of funds but with women they love their daughters and we are cooperating with them and other members of the community like the youth people but this is my next question is how do the young boys feel about it the young boys don't like it when we are in uh, in the university we are in meet other people from other tribes we learn from them so uh, we see our community is misled by this practice and i guess this comes down to education and awareness isn't it if you are an elder brought up in a tribe with no access to information of how other cultures live you don't know that maybe it isn't the right way and you young men now um, women have access to 
information and education. And this is what you're trying to pass on to the young girls is education as well, isn't it? Yeah, education, yeah. How yeah. many girls are in uh, secondary school because of your charity? Yeah, we have 50 girls in high, uh, in high schools, different high schools in, in Kenya, and the, 50, uh, and the 101 are living in the center. But when they close the schools, like now, they come to the center and stay there. Jonathan from the Maasai tribe is here. So if anybody's just tuned in, we are talking to Jonathan from the Maasai tribe in Kenya, and he is over here raising awareness for his incredible charity that he runs called Mayu, and it's to it's a, it's a Maasai youth outreach organization founded six years ago, and it gives shelter and education for girls fleeing from FGM and arranged marriages. Jonathan, we spoke all about that before the news, but what we didn't talk about and we kind of glossed over was this access to water. Can you explain a bit more about that? Our Maasai community have uh, problems with the access of clean water, although their community is big, but when I, w- I went to America, we were able to get some funds, and a thousand of them are enjoying clean and safe water now. Yeah, many are still suffering and we are still uh, struggling to make sure they have clean and safe water. So how can we help? It's a basic right of us few humans to have access to drinking and clean water and we often take it for granted and where we live recently, a few times this year, our water has been contaminated and we've just been, oh my god, it's so awful. But you know, all we do is go to the shop and buy water. You don't have that privilege. No. So how can our listeners help? We have a website under Maasai Youth Outreach Organization when you go Google that. Then we have a PayPal account. When you go to that uh, website, you can click on donate and it will guide you up to the PayPal link. The MaasaiYouth.wordpress.com is yeah. that what we go to? Yeah. So just let's spell that for our listeners. So it's M-A-A-S-A-I Youth. So that's Y-O-U-T-H dot WordPress dot com. Okay. And there's loads of social media as well. But yeah, if you Google Maasai Youth, you should be able to get straight onto that website and then you can donate money really simply through PayPal. So that's a great way to get involved. It, the, you know, the bottom line is giving money is the ideal way, way to help. What challenges did you face starting this up? I faced uh, many challenges because uh, starting an NGO uh, in the bush, in the Maasai, it was very hard because I didn't have any donors to help me. So I started a volunteer program. So I usually call volunteers to come to our home. They stay like local people. Then that's how our organization has been growing. And you said earlier you've been to America as well? Yeah, I went to America twice. So have you been anywhere else? So you've obviously been here to England. This is your fifth trip here. You've been to America twice. Any other thing anywhere else? No, I didn't went other places, just uh, Tanzania and Nigeria. Although it was very hard for me to get a visa to come here. Was it really? Yeah, after four refusals, then the embassy realized I'm doing a good job. Then they, they approved me. What influences would you say bringing you up has ins- has inspired you to dedicate yourself to this charity? I know that your grandmother had an emphasis on education. Was she yeah. a big influence on your life? Yeah, when I was young, five years old, I lost my parents, oh, my sorry. father and uh, mother died. So sorry. I was in an orphanage with other orphans. There was an American family, they came to see us. Then I told them about myself. Then they agreed to pay all my school fees, the university and high school. Then I said I should also uh, give uh, a reward to the community and I chosen to help this this girl so so I did that so that I can uh, make my American family uh, impressed and also to show other people that they be people in their lives this American family found you when you were just five years old yeah and they paid for your education throughout your life yeah 
That's amazing. Yeah. And have you kept in touch with them? Do you see them? Do they come and visit you or yeah, do you write? Or? Yeah, when I was in Philadelphia, uh, I met them and they were very much happy to see me. You're an amazing young man. And considering you're only 25, it just kind of blows me away a little bit, the mm-hmm. amazing work you're doing. Can I ask you, I know this is a little bit tricky for people who are listening, but you can go to Facebook, Ujima Radio's Facebook page. We are live on there right now. I want to ask about what you're wearing, what you're holding. And you just look amazing. Describe yeah. Describe to me what you've got in your hand. So what I am holding, uh, we call it Oringa in Maasai. So it is a stick uh, the Maasai people give the leaders. So when I am in the village... Shake it near the microphone. Yeah, That's when it, they yeah. see me holding this one, then they know I am a leader. And this ah. one, the women in the village made for me. It's a love, it's a respect for the women that I am doing the work to help the women. And then it's got all these, so if you can't see what he's talking about, it's been uh, braided with beads and it's got little silver um, chains with round um, silver metal things hanging off it. So when he shakes it, it kind of makes that a lovely noise. Yeah. And the same with the rod that he's holding, uh, which again is covered with beading by the looks of it in lots of amazing, beautiful colours. Yeah. Um, with the same chains and metal hanging off them, which makes the great sound when he's <laughs> rattling it. It looks amazing. Yeah. And then you're wrapped up in in this amazing checkered blanket as well. Yeah, this is shuka. We call it shuka. Shuka. Yeah. And it looks the, great. Yeah, men in the Maasai wear them. Well, I've seen pictures of you in your tribal wear, sure, and it looks yeah. amazing yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, you're into dancing as well, aren't you? Yeah, I'm dancing sometimes when I go to schools. I yeah, dan- I dance for the kids. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And what kind of music would you do? What's the traditional music? Uh, we have traditional music. The Maasai sing for the the rain. They sing for the moon. They sing for the weddings. Have you got? Can you sing anything for us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can just make the sound the Maasai used yeah. to make. Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan, I could talk to you all day, but we've run out of time. Thank you so much for coming in.